May I speak in the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen. Twelve days after Christmas Day, this past Thursday, on the 6th of January, we celebrated the Feast of the Epiphany, an important event in our church's calendar, as the Feast of the Epiphany marks the day when Magi, or wise men from the East, presumed to be from Arabia or from Persia, find the newborn king of the Jews. They find the baby Jesus in a humble stable, lying in a manger, and they worship him. They find him at the end of a long and difficult journey that they had undertaken in search of the Messiah. The Gospel of Matthew tells us that they followed a star until it eventually stopped about the place where Jesus was born in Bethlehem. And after they went into the stable, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and bowed low in homage to him. They opened their treasure chests and presented gifts to him, gifts of gold symbolizing the kingship of Christ, frankincense symbolizing his divinity, and myrrh symbolizing the suffering he would endure as redeemer of the world. This account is related in chapter 2 of Matthew's Gospel. These visitors from the East are referred to in some translations as astrologers. In other translations they are referred to as wise men, scientists or philosophers of the ancient world, also as kings or priests. Most important, they were not of Jewish descent, but they were Gentiles. The Feast of the Epiphany is significant for us since it, since it underlines the message that Jesus, as God incarnate, was born not only as saviour of the Jewish people, the chosen people of Israel, but he was born as saviour of the world, as saviour of the Gentiles too, saviour of all people who believe in him, irrespective of previous religious beliefs, social or political status, gender, race, age or creed. And the Feast of the Epiphany points to the universality of the gospel message, the message of inclusiveness that is intended to be shared with all people, the message of breaking down barriers, of cutting through discrimination between people and groups of people, a message of building community. The Greek word epiphany means manifestation, appearance or showing, and in this context refers to God revealed to humanity. Jesus was revealed to the shepherds who visited him, representing the Jewish community, and he was revealed to the Magi who visited him from the East, representing the Gentile world. Significantly, the Feast of the Epiphany and during the season of Epiphany that follows, we are reminded that Jesus continues to be revealed to each one of us today in our daily lives. We continue to receive strength and encouragement from him as we feel his living presence with us and we encounter his saving grace, his love and his compassion. Today, on the first Sunday after the Epiphany, when we commemorate the baptism of Christ, we consider Jesus revealed to us at his baptism. John the Baptist attracted a large crowd of people as he called them to repentance and to baptism in preparation of the coming of the Messiah. And Luke's Gospel tells us that such was John's influence before Jesus began his ministry that many of the people wondered if he, 
was in fact the Messiah. And John made it clear to them with deep and sincere humility that he was not the Messiah. He pointed to Jesus as he proclaimed in his memorable words, I baptize you with water, but there is one coming who is mightier than I am. I am not worthy to unfasten the straps of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Jesus' own humility is revealed to us at his baptism. Luke tells us that Jesus was baptized during a general baptism of the people. In his divine nature, Jesus was sinless and had no need to repent. He had no need for forgiveness and he had no need to be baptized. Despite his perfection, Jesus acknowledged his human nature and he willingly chose to be baptized along with the sinners and the outcast. Through his acceptance of baptism along with sinners and the outcast, Jesus relates directly with us, showing us that he understands us and he has compassion and empathy for us as he is one of us. In solidarity with us, he shows his willingness to break down barriers that divide us, cutting through discrimination between people and groups of people. And through his example, Jesus teaches us a message of inclusiveness, of humility, and of obedience to do God's will. After he was baptized, Luke's Gospel tells us that Jesus was at prayer. Prayer forms an integral part of the life of Christ, presenting us a model for our own lives as Christians, where prayer is the most effective means of our communicating with God. Prayer marked the beginning of Jesus' earthly ministry at his baptism, and prayer marked the end of his ministry before his arrest at the, in the Garden of Gethsemane, where Luke writes in chapter 22 of his Gospel that Jesus knelt down and began to pray, Father, if it be your will, take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. Jesus prayed at key moments during his life on earth, in connection with healings and with miracles, for instance. And Jesus prayed at his transfiguration, and he prayed from the cross, Father, forgive them. They do not know what they are doing. Jesus also taught his disciples the Lord's Prayer, a profound and powerful prayer that we continue to pray today. And significantly, before Jesus taught us the Lord's Prayer, Luke tells us at the beginning of chapter 11 that Jesus had been praying. Jesus' baptism marks another significant event. It shows God revealed to us through his speaking to us, words spoken that affirm that Jesus is Messiah. We see God's word spoken in our gospel reading where after Jesus was baptized and he was praying, the heavens opened and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And there came a voice from heaven, You are my beloved Son, in you I take delight. The heaven being opened symbolizes the end of separation from God and the beginning of communication between heaven and earth, between God and humankind. At the coming of the Messiah, former barriers to communication between God and, and, and individuals were broken down. An Old Testament reference to the means of communication between heaven and earth is found in the book of Je Genesis, chapter 28, in the account of Jacob's dream 
while Jacob was asleep with his head resting on a stone. In ancient Hebrew tradition, the stone that Jacob rested on was where the temple of Jerusalem was built and where a gateway to heaven was believed to, be opened, was believed to have opened up. In a dream, Jacob saw a ladder which rested on the ground with its top reaching to the heavens and angels of God as messengers of God were going up and down on it. At Jesus' baptism, the prospect of each, of each one of us communicating directly with God and intimately with God was made real for all people. At Jesus' baptism, Luke tells us, the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove, an anointing of Jesus in preparation for his ministry on earth. This anointing we receive at our own baptisms, a continuation of the commissioning Jesus gives to his disciples that we find at the end of Matthew's Gospel, where Jesus commands, Go therefore to all nations and make them my disciples. Baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Adding, I will be with you always to the end of time. John the Baptist prophesies our baptism in the, of, in the Holy Spirit when he says of Jesus that he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And our reading today from the book of Acts further confirms our gift of baptism in the Holy Spirit. Peter and John prayed for the early Christian converts in Samaria, asking that they might receive the Holy Spirit. Until then, the Spirit had not come upon any of them. They had been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus, that and nothing more. So Peter and John laid their hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. The baptism of Jesus that we remember today, on the first Sunday after the Epiphany, reveals to us both Jesus' humanity and his divinity. In deepest humility, Jesus was willing to be regarded as one of us, one who understands us, who loves us, and has compassion for us. And while Jesus' human nature is shown at his baptism, the voice of God from heaven affirms that Jesus is the Son of God. Jesus also reveals to us the importance of prayer, here at the beginning of Jesus' earthly ministry, at his baptism, he is at prayer and the voice of God speaks to him. Through Jesus' example, we are encouraged to pray regularly, to communicate with God through prayer, to call on the gift of the Holy Spirit that empowers us and equips us in our journeys as faithful disciples of Christ. And when we pray, we are encouraged also to listen for the voice of God that speaks to each of us personally and individually, words of unconditional love. And as, G as God spoke to Jesus, we hear the words too, you are my beloved son, you are my beloved daughter, in you I delight. Amen. <laughs>